This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. This is where the fun begins. Chewing. Welcome back into the Blue Mill Cafe. Grab an empty store at the counter, order a cup of Jawa juice, and a bite to eat, because we're about to talk all things Star Wars. Welcome back into the cafe. This is episode 54. My name is Jeff, and on this week's episode of the Blue Mill Cafe, I will be talking about A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. I am talking about the Star Wars films that started it all and made an eight year old boy fall in love with that galaxy far, far away. This week is all about the original trilogies. Why not? I've talked about my love of the sequel trilogies. I've talked about my love of the prequel trilogies. And now it's time to talk about my love of the original trilogy and really why I became such a Star Wars nerd to begin with. Before I do all that, of course, I do have a couple of things here at the top of the show that I do every week that I need to get out of the way before I dive into my main subject. And those two things are going over the BMC question of the week and the news. First, the BMC question of the week. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! Last week's BMC question of the week was, What color lightsaber would you wield? For me, it would be yellow slash gold. It would be yellow gold lightsaber. Just because... That was the color of Luke's lightsaber on my very first uh, Luke action figure that I got from Kenner one Christmas. And I just, it became yellow for some reason for me, became the iconic color of a lightsaber. So that's why I picked yellow and you could slash gold, but it's yellow. I did get numerous responses for this one. Response number one came from Roe over at Scarif Podcast. He said, I'm sorry, I'm dark side all the way, so it would be red. Always red. Hey, Roe, that's fine to each their own. Yes, red lightsabers are really cool. And hey, you being dark doesn't mean we still can't be friends, right? Anyway, Roe says red, and I'm pretty sure I have another couple other responses that gave me red for their answer as well. 
Second response, the cast five and stuff said, when I would draw myself into Star Wars, the Star Wars universe, I would wield a gold lightsaber. So come at me, Ray. And the other responses I got from a future guest here in the cafe, he's coming up real soon, Rebel Scum Texan, at Rebel Scum Texan on Twitter. After finishing Jedi Fallen Order, I gotta go with purple. It looks so good in that game. I hope it would look good, look that good in real life. Hey, purple lightsaber, totally cool with that. White Fox SG also went with yellow. Let's see here. At GM Taylor went with blue. TMI Confessions of the Nerd the Nerd Kind went with Ice Empire Blue. Very specific color, but I like it. I like the name of that color. At Dark Lighter 580 went with yellow. He's always been a fan of the Temple Guard stuff. Tony Collins Moore at Tony Collins Moo 1. Mine is red. There we go. We have another red. I have a Darth Vader, which was my 40th birthday present. It's my pride and joy. There you go. There's another red. No problem with red, like I said. No, no problem with any of these colors, actually. My second choice would have been green. I've always, I always liked Luke's lightsaber in The Return of the Jedi, and the green lightsaber always appealed to me. Dat at Data KLBC said blue. And those were the answers from last week's BMC question of the week. For this week, I am going with a BMC Would You Rather. This week's BMC Would You Rather, which era of Star Wars would you rather live in? Do you want to live in the prequel era, the sequel era, or the original trilogy era? Think about that. Leave me your responses on my Twitter account, at that BMC pod. The question will be pinned to the top of that. And also, I'm making the announcement now. And also, I just started, yesterday I just started a new Facebook group over on Facebook, Blue Milk Cafe Pod. If you go there, the question will also now be there in the group and you can answer it there as well. Hopefully, I'll remember to check that one as well when I record. So, it's all new to me because I decided to start a Facebook group instead of a page. It seems like on Facebook it's easier to run the groups than it is the pages. So, this BMC group over on Facebook takes the place of my previous Blue Mill Cafe page on Facebook. Hopefully that all made sense to you. Now, let's jump into the news courtesy of farfarawaynews.com. I have good news for you, my lord. Come closer, I have good news. The first news story I picked out from farfarawaynews.com to go over this week. Two new rumored animated Star Wars shows. We all are still kind of waiting for that confirmation of the alleged Rebels sequel that we heard that's in production. We're still waiting for confirmation for that. But according to Kessel Run Transmission's host, Corey Van Dyke, he tweeted on the 26th of May that there are more projects currently in development that are currently yeah, in the hopper, so to speak. Let's see here. 
his tweet. I'm just going to read his tweet here. Every Star Wars TV project currently in development. Mandalorian Season 2 2020. Cassian 2021. The Mandalorian Season 3 2021. Kenobi 2022. Ahsoka rumored. Star Wars Rebels sequel November 2020 rumor. Untitled CG animated series rumor. Untitled 2D animated series is a rumor. After reading that tweet, I'm like, oh my goodness, is there, what What are these animated series? They don't even give you a hint on what they might be about, but it is always great to see that there are future Star Wars projects in the works over there at Disney+. Plus. There's always more that's coming at us. There's always more that we're going to get because, like I've said before, you can never, ever have enough Star Wars. The next news story I've picked from farfarawaynews.com will Emphis Nest appear in Cassian Andor series you know for one I really hope so I've always wanted more of Emphis Nest I've always wanted more of her character please give me more Emphis Nest there is a rumor out there apparently that Emphis Nest will be in the Cassian Andor series and I really hope so and they can bring back Please bring back Aaron, Aaron Kellyman as well to reprise her role as Emphis Nest. I would really like that. But there, there is rumors of Emphis Nest appearing in Cassie and Andor. Really would like to see that. Emphis Nest was one of my favorite characters from the solo movie, so I would really, really love to see that. And the very last story I... I picked off of farfarawaynews.com for this week, and it's probably the news story that got me the most excited this week. We got our first look at Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, hosted by Ahmad Best, Jar Jar Binks himself, but this time, Ahmad will be playing a Jedi Master. He will be playing a Jedi Master in a game show type show that you have to really just go to farfarawaynews.com and check out the trailer. The trailer looks so awesome. I wish they would lend adults audition for this game because I would love to play this game. It looks so much fun. I can't wait to see the first episode. The first episode is scheduled to arrive on Wednesday, June 3rd. That's next week, people. I can't wait. But the interesting part about this story is we all heard when this show was announced that it would be on Disney Plus. Well, they moved it from Disney Plus. Don't worry, you'll still be able to see it. They moved it to the Jedi Kids YouTube channel. So each week on you on the YouTube channel Star Wars Kids, you can go over there and watch episodes of the Jedi Temple Challenge, which I'm not too upset about. I really don't I really didn't care where the show was going to end up. The only thing I cared about is I still want to be able to see it. I still want to be able to watch it because I love Ahmad Best. I love Jar Jar Binks. And Ahmad Best is one of the reasons I love Jar Jar Binks so much. So just seeing Ahmad get to dress up in Jedi robes and host a game show for kids is going to be awesome. So I can't wait for this next week. And I'm pretty sure on next week's episode at the beginning 
of the show, I might go over my thoughts of the first episode of Jedi Challenge, Jedi Temple Challenge. Who knows? You'll have to wait and see. But those were the news stories I picked for this week on FarFarAwayNews.com. Like I said, head on over to FarFarAwayNews.com to read those articles in their entirety instead of just sitting here listening to my opinions on the stories and how much those stories got me excited. That's the reason I picked those stories off of FarFarAwayNews.com. I picked the stories that get me excited and want me make me talk. That's why I picked those stories. But anyway, go over to farfarawaynews.com for all your Star Wars news, not just those articles, but tons of other news articles, blogs, original content, reviews, forums, videos. Just go over there and check out farfarawaynews.com. See, I'm too excited. And check out all the Star Wars news. Like I said before, it's my go-to Star Wars news site now, so go check them out. Now, that is my spiel here at the top of the show. That means after the break, when I come back, I will be talking about my love of the Star Wars original trilogy. Imperial TIE Fighter, attack! X-Wing spotted in the face! I'm in more dogfight! Imperial TIE Fighter and X-Wing Fighter, new from Star Wars Micro Collection line, each sold separately. He's in my sight! Imperial TIE Fighter and X-Wing Fighter from Star Wars Micro Collection line, each sold separately, figures included, new from Kenner. From Kenner's Star Wars Collection, the new Darth Vader TIE Fighter. Careful, Luke, we've got company! X-Wing Fighter and action figures sold separately, batteries not included. He's on our tail, Luke! Darth Vader's TIE Fighter has flashing light, action sound. Luke's force is strong, but we've got him now. Oh, no, you don't. We've lost our solar panels. Perfect hit. I'll be back. Kenner's new Star Wars Darth Vader TIE Fighter. X-Wing fighter and action figure each sold separately. Darth Vader TIE Fighter, on patrol. They got my solar panels. <laughs> From the Star Wars collection, batteries not included. And when you see the Star Wars movie at participating theaters, you get Kenner's cash refund booklet, good for refund coupons from 50 cents up to $2 each on 14 different Star Wars toys. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. Void where prohibited. Booklet has details. Star Wars Darth Vader TIE Fighter. New from Kenner. Welcome back to the cafe. Now it's time to talk about the original trilogy. My love for the original trilogy and why I became such a big fan of this wonderful galaxy from far, far away. In the last couple weeks, I did two episodes about my love of the sequels and then my love of the prequels, and the main reason I did those episodes were because of all the discord and the venom that, that has been swirling around our wonderful Star Wars community ever since 2015. So I was hoping that two positive episodes about the sequels and the prequels would hopefully bring some people back together, and I hope they did do that. I didn't get a lot of feedback about those two episodes, but I saw they were listened to a lot, so I hope you did enjoy them. And now I just want to talk about the original trilogy, because when the original trilogy came out, many of you know my Star Wars story, but let me go over it again real quick. Back in 1977, 
So I always used to sit down and read the comics as a kid in the paper, in the newspaper. Now, let me explain. The newspaper back then was this thing that, you know, grown-ups would get daily delivered to their house most of the time. And it would have the news of the day in, in there. You know, the news of the day and the sports and everything like that. Okay, enough kidding aside. Everybody knows what newspapers were, I hope. But I, I, would, I always sat down and read the comic strips in the newspaper. And at least in our town's newspaper, the comic strips were right next to the uh, movie listings. And I remember one day I was reading my comic strips and I look over and I see the movies and I see this ad for um, this movie called Star Wars. And uh, just looking at the ad, it was like really, I was really drawn to just the ad and found it intriguing. I'm like, Star Wars, I'm like, what does that really mean? And keep in mind at this time I was seven probably seven years old, hadn't, hadn't turned eight yet, I turned eight in March, so I was just, I'm like intrigued, I was like, what is space, is it, do, does it take place in outer space, it, it just didn't, it didn't click for me, but it got me intrigued, and when I first saw the very first trailer on TV, I remember actually seeing the very first TV spot for it, and that really sucked me in. It was just that generic spot that they didn't even have finished footage yet. When I grew up, I found that out, that they really didn't have finished footage. They just slapped this preview together or trailer together real quick to some, for something to get out there for people to see. And that, that did it for me. That was just enough. Just enough to get an eight-year-old kid because I'm pretty sure I did turn eight by the time I saw the trailer, <laughs> to get an eight-year-old kid intrigued in this movie. So I started bugging my dad. I started bugging my one uncle. I had an uncle growing up that loved cinema as much as I did, and he used to take me to a lot of movies as a kid because his one of his good friends from high school was a general manager of a local AMC movie theater, in our area and he used to take me to see free movies and we really my uncle and I bonded over our love of the cinema and going and him taking me to movies he took me to see uh, Back to the Future he took me to see Black Beauty he took me to see he took me to see a lot of movies I remember from a childhood he took me to see uh, Time Bandits um, Labyrinth he took me to see a lot of those movies that I grew up loving when I was a kid. Anyway, I started bugging him. I started bugging my dad. I started bugging my mom. My mom really didn't care. She, star what? I have no idea. Go bug your dad. So I went. I was bugging my dad. I was bugging my uncle. But unfortunately, at the time, my uncle was super busy in his life. He was working two jobs to help support my grandmother his mother um, he was working as a security guard at Hershey Park plus he was going to the police academy at the time because he was becoming a police officer at that time so he was super busy he did not have time to take me to see this film that I wanted to see so bad 
So come, it was late, late July, early August, I would say, when our family vacation rolled around that year. And back, ever since I can remember, our family vacations were not to Disney World, which would have been great, which would have been, I actually went to Disney as a kid, but I never went to Disney, never been to Disney, a Disney park yet. Our, our family vacations weren't to a cool place like that. <laughs> our vacations were down to the Outer Banks, Nags Head, North Carolina. Now, as a, as a grown-up, I love going down there. It's a beautiful, you know, airy area. But as a kid, it's just a beach. Come on. But we, we went down, we're at the Outer Banks, and there was one evening that we went out to dinner and it was rainy and it was kind of, you know, yucky out. So as kids, we were sitting at the dinner table in the restaurant. And my, I told my dad, I'm like, hey, you know what we can do tonight since we can't do anything outside? Why don't we go over to the movie theater and see Star Wars? So my father finally broke down. My mother never liked taking kids while on vacation to something that we can do while we're at home. So she allowed my dad to take me and my older brother to see Star Wars. <clears throat> and of course, ever since I saw that Star, the Star Destroyer fly over my head in the theater, I was hooked for life. I didn't know it at the time that I was hooked for life, but I was hooked. And that sent my mom <laughs> kind of in a spiral because the next year when they started putting out the Kenner Star Wars toys, every Christmas until I would say even 1984, 1985. In 1985, when I was a freshman in high school, <laughs> there were Star Wars toys on my Christmas list. And my mom just, she did the best she could. She got me the ones that I tr that I really wanted. She tried to get me the ones I really wanted. Um, and I remember one of the very first big play sets I got was the Death Star. The one that you build up and it had the trash compactor with the little foam pieces that looked like little trash and had the Dianoga monster that you could put down in there and you could actually twist the crank and crush the the trash compactor. So yeah, it was it was beautiful. I loved it. And then the very next year I think I got the Millennium Falcon and loved that. And of course all the little action figures. I got the Ad At. I got the, and unfortunately I don't have my AT-AT anymore. I played with that one so much it broke. So, but I still do have my Millennium Falcon and the Death Star playset. I did not get the other Death Star playset. I remember there being another one that I really wanted, but I wasn't able to get that one. I'm still on the lookout for that one, and I'm still on the lookout for replacing my AT-AT, my AT-AT, if I could ever do that at a reasonable price. But anyway... That set me into Star Wars fever because I definitely remember The Empire Strikes Back in 1980 when that when that came out. And, of course, when the Star Wars ended, it ended on a happy note. There was a celebration. They defeated the bad guys. Everything seemed right in the universe. But all of a sudden I saw, oh, my God, they're making another one because... Also, I believe it was 78 or 79, my parents got me a subscription to the Star Wars fan club, 
And of course, the Star Wars fan club, everybody knows, Bantha Tracks was the newsletter you got, I believe, monthly. And I remember reading in Bantha Tracks that they were coming out with a sequel. And I was like, wow, I'm like, I wonder what they're going to do. How are they going to move? Because he defeated the bad guys. They blew up that big death planet. You know, what? what what's the threat? Well, the threat is, duh, Darth Vader didn't die in the first one. So, yes, the Empire was still around. And as a, you know, kid, you didn't, you don't comprehend that right away. But the Empire Strikes Back came out. When my uncle took me to that that one, and oh my goodness, the opening scene on Hoth. I loved that freaking... The whole uh, opening on Hoth had to be my favorite part in Empire. And then meeting Yoda and discovering how awesome Yoda was to a kid was mind-blowing. 11-year-old kid, Yoda, mind-blowing, loved Yoda. And of course... 11 years old, I was into the Muppets too, so right when I heard Yoda's voice, I was like, oh my god, that's uh, Miss Piggy, and I don't know how an 11 year old put that together, but that was my first thought that went to my mind was, that's the dude that does Miss Piggy, so there there we go, I, Yoda, Hoth, Empire Strikes Back, it, that's when we got introduced to the AT-ATs, that's when we got introduced, like I said, to Yoda, Lando Calrissian, and probably some of my favorite music, underrated music from the original trilogy, in my opinion, the theme for Cloud City. I love that theme. And obviously, if you haven't noticed, it's now my opening music underneath my intro for this podcast. That's how much I love that Cloud City music. Um, we got introduced to Lando, and even as an 11-year-old kid, hearing Lando go, what did you do to my ship? And Han responds with, hey, you want her to me fair and square. Even as an 11-year-old kid, I was like, I want to know that story. I want to see that story. How did he win it? Or, you know, how did he win it? How did Lando lose it? So I was always intrigued with that story, and thank goodness... We got Ron Howard and Solo, and I loved they put that in at the end of the movie, and it was fair and square because Han caught him cheating, took his you know cheat away from him, and it was fair and square, so Han was telling the truth. And then at the end of Empire, as an 11-year-old kid, seeing my heroes not really win and just standing there in uncertainty, seeing them stand there wondering what's going to happen to Han, really had me on the edge of my seat. And I, back then, you had to wait three years for the next part of the story. We waited three years for Return of the Jedi. And of course, I even remember the original title, Revenge of the Jedi. I had a poster. I have to see if I still have that poster. I had a poster that said Revenge of the Jedi. I had a t-shirt that said Revenge of the Jedi. I have a patch that came from uh, the Star Wars fan club that said Revenge of the Jedi. I know I still have that patch somewhere. Once I find it, I'll try to take a picture of it and put it up on 
the BMC's Instagram account and on my Twitter account. But, oh my God, I remember the Revenge of the Jedi thing. And then all of a sudden when it came out, like I said, reading my com, still reading my comics at, what, age 14, I see Return of the Jedi advertised in the paper. And I was like, and this is like a couple, like a week or so before it was supposed to come out. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not the title of it. The title is Revenge of the Jedi. What's this return? And yeah, they they changed it. I really never knew the reason why they changed it until many years later. But yeah, I was like, okay, whatever. It's still a new Star Wars movie. I really don't care what the title is. Uh, went in to see in that movie, met Jabba the Hutt for the first time. Now remember, when I first saw Star Wars A New Hope in 77, there was no Jabba in that movie. I really do like what they did with the special edition. Most people don't. I didn't mind it that much. They could have done a better job with it, but anyway, that's besides the point. I didn't mind it. But back then, meeting Jabba in Return of the Jedi was freaking awesome. Seeing the seeing how they rescued Han and knowing that he was still alive and I'm glad they did that at the beginning of the movie because that's one thing I went in to like really worried about was Han okay yes he was and then we get up to the part and we meet the Ewoks now I'm 14 years old at the time 13 14 years old at the time I loved the Ewoks okay some people say that are my age, well, I was too old or I was too cool for the Ewoks. I'm sorry, not me. I was never that cool guy in school. I was never that guy that liked everything the cool people were, or, you know, I wasn't the guy that liked the, traditionally liked all the traditional cool stuff, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I know that sounds confusing, but I'm trying to word it the right way here. But I wasn't the person that liked everything that was supposed to be cool. I liked some stuff that was traditionally supposedly considered not cool, and I guess the Ewoks were one of those. Something else I didn't find out until a little later, because I didn't know a lot of people had a problem with the Ewoks. So that's just my little insight into my life growing up that, hey, I was unaware of people hating Ewoks and people hating the prequels and people, you know, hating stuff that they supposedly love. That's why sometimes it confuses me when I hear some Star Wars fans, some passionate Star Wars fans that I know that are real hardcore Star Wars fans saying how much they hated a certain movie. I'm like, I don't understand that. How can you love something but hate it that much as well? But that's something that I guess I'll never understand or if someone could try to explain it to me. Um, I understand being passionate about something and being maybe a little upset that it didn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out. But you just have to remember that these are not your stories. These are not our stories. These are stories being told to us from the creator 
one, George Lucas, and now two, Disney and Lucasfilm and the other directors and writers that are involved that were Star Wars fans growing up like us that are now getting to play in the sandbox and take George's stories and put their own spins on them. Yes, you don't have to like everything they do, but like I said, if you really hate a movie that much that it, it upsets you that much, just skip it. Skip watching it when you're re-watching your favorite Star Wars movies. Just skip it. You don't, No one's making you watch it again. So, that, but like I said, I just don't understand. I understand the passion. But I don't understand the hatred for something that you're supposedly so in love with. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. And I'm, I guess I'm trying also to wind up this episode in a positive note. So, in a positive note, it's the magic that George Lucas created back in 1977 made this guy right here a Star Wars fan for life, made him a Star Wars nut for life. Yes, there was a lull in my Star Wars fandom, and that lull came after Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith came and went, and I kind of thought that was it. No more Star Wars movies, no more Star Wars content. And like everyone knows, I wasn't a big reader, so the books I really didn't care about. Um, so I there was a law. I was just sitting on my hands. You know, Star Wars was in the back of my mind. I was still re-watching my videotapes and my DVDs of Star Wars. But um, the, my, like... For new stuff, it just wasn't there because it was, wasn't coming out. And then we got the news that Disney bought Lucasfilm. And we were getting a new movie. And that's when I went crazy. And that's when I started... That's when I picked up Star Wars podcasts. And listening to them. And for years listening to them. And then all of a sudden deciding, hey, I want to start my own Star Wars podcast. And... I got together with Tristan and we started the Canto cast a while back and we all know that the Canto cast is sort of just a general geek podcast um, but I wanted to just have one strictly about Star Wars I know there's millions out there but I won one just a Star Wars decided to go out my own and start a Star Wars only podcast so here we are a year later and I'm still doing it so I love it I, love, I still love listening to my podcast, even though it's kind of hard right now. One of the downfalls of working from home, I think the only downfall from working from home is my job right now, working from home, I can only do two things. <laughs> I can answer emails and answer phone calls. And when I'm answering phone calls, I can't listen to my podcasts. So unfortunately... I can't be listening to my podcast every day while I'm, you know, working from home, which is kind of a bummer, but I'll try to work around that. I got to get caught up on some of my podcasts because I'm hearing amazing or seeing amazing episodes that they're tweeting out every day. So I got to get caught up. So as I wind up here, don't forget about this week's BMC Would You Rather. It's Would You, which Star Wars era would you rather live in? The prequel era, the sequel era, or the original trilogy era? Leave those answer 
answers on my Twitter account at that BMC pod or at my new Facebook group, the Blue Milk Cafe Pod. Leave them there and I'll read out those responses on next week's episode. And be sure to go over to red5network.com and check out all the other great Star Wars podcasts and geek podcasts that are on that network. It's a great network. And as always, until next time. Thank you for visiting the Blue Mill Cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. You can follow the Blue Mill Cafe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at that BMC pod. And remember, Blue Milk, it does a body good. Anyway, you're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.